Welcome to the Goal Crazy Podcast. We explore what it takes to reach your crazy goals. I'm your host, Jason Vandeveer, and together we're going to learn to take life to the next level in Goal Crazy. Let's get started. Hello there. Welcome to the next episode of the Goal Crazy Podcast. So today I have an exciting topic, as always, for us to dive into. And this is a topic that I feel like I've touched on in some of the other episodes, but never really opened up or dove into with you guys. So today I want to talk about something that I call mindset days. And again, I know I've mentioned this, but this has been an incredible tool for myself and for my clients that really helps me and them overcome burnout, have more energy, have more clarity in our life, and simply just enjoy life more. So I want to talk to you about what it is, how you can implement this within your own life so that it can work for you too. And the basic idea of a mindset day is essentially it is a a complete day off in the true sense of the, the, the phrase, right? A complete day off where you can just go do things you enjoy and take time to really improve your mindset. Take some time to silent for silence to better understand yourself and then go have fun. And it's, it's amazing how, how many people I work with and how often I meet these business owners who don't take time off on a regular basis. It's like they just work always. And I know I had fallen into this trap for myself too when I first started my business. And I really had to force myself, especially before I was married with kids, when I was single, it's like I had to force myself to take these days off. And that's where this whole concept came from was I needed to force myself to take a day off where I can just improve my mindset. And I had to remind myself that this is a high payoff thing. And I would say in appropriate or a, a very worthwhile mindset day is going to have two main components to it is you're going to have time for silence within there to reflect, to get clarity, to just rest. And the second thing is to do something that you really enjoy. So let's go ahead and dive into these. And I know that silence has been something that I've talked a lot about in different episodes. And before you start to tell me, look, Jason, I don't have time to just take silence for myself. (laughs) Because I know that's one of the first objections I hear when I ask people if they take time for silence. Hear me out. I'll explain, you know, what what I mean by this, why it's important. And I'm going to explain to you how you can create the time in your schedule to actually do this. Because I will tell you, probably half the people who hire me as their coach could probably if, if all they really needed was to take 20 minutes a day of silence and they probably wouldn't need my help, it can just be an incredible shift for you. And I want to be able to help you make that transformation for yourself. And I feel like for me, taking time for silence, it does two main things. First, it helps me rest and rejuvenate. And the second is it brings me clarity. And I would say it works so consistently that I've added this as a foundational part of my coaching program when I work with people. The four areas that we focus on whenever I'm working with a client is first, we focus on goals, right? We talk a lot about that. Creating uh, The second thing is working on creating structure within their life, whether that's routines, processes for their business, habits, just more organization within their calendar. The third thing we work on is improving their mindset. And then the fourth thing is adding more silence and peace into their life. Because I have found that having this silence 
within your life is really what becomes the fuel that allows everything else to happen. It fills you up with energy. It allows you to go out and take the actions that you really want. And how I like to think of silence within my own life is kind of like a pinball machine. Remember the pinball machines you used to play with when you were a kid at the arcade? And to start the game, there was this lever on the right-hand side, and you'd pull this lever back, and it would press on this spring, and then when you'd release the lever, it would shoot the pinball out, and the game would start. And for me, when I take time for silence, I feel like it's equivalent to pulling that lever back. It's like if I don't take time for silence, it's like I'm trying to propel myself forward into the game without anything giving me that initial push, right? Or if I don't take enough time, if I just pulled that lever back on the pinball machine just a little bit, yeah, it propels me, but not very far. And it's like, it just makes everything so much more efficient and gives me so much more energy to go out and actually accomplish the things I want when I've had the appropriate amount of time for silence and for rest. And when you take time for silence, it can be that you take time to pray, right? Feed yourself spiritually. It could be maybe you want to meditate. Maybe you just want to sit there purely in silence. Maybe you want to go on a walk, go on a run. But I do want it to be silent, right? If you're going to go on a walk, don't listen to a podcast as you're doing it or listen to music. I want you to carve out time for true silence. When we have silence, it rejuvenates us. And this is scientifically proven. You can look up, there's lots of different studies that show when you have the appropriate amount of time to rest, you are way more productive. But even more than that, you are healthier, you are feel more fulfilled, you're happier, you are just overall better when you have the appropriate amount of time for rest. And one of the other reasons trying to connect this back to our goal setting here with the Cool Crazy Podcast is taking time for silence bring so much clarity. It can give us a step away from everything and get more clarity on the direction that we need to be going on. It gives us time to process through things. I had back in October, I went on a six-day silent retreat and it was absolutely incredible. I'd highly recommend it. But when I initially scheduled this retreat and before I went, I created this list of all these little challenges or problems that I wanted to figure out. Right, I thought like, oh, I'm gonna have all this time on my six day silent retreat. I can process through all these things and figure it out. And it was really interesting when I went there. I didn't actually use that list at all. I didn't look at <laughs> those items at all. Rather, I got there, and it's like I could focus on so much of the deeper challenges that were in my life. I feel like for me, at least this past retreat I did, it's like what was on my heart was what is God's deepest desire for me. Right? Like, what, what is the ultimate purpose of my life? And it was like, when I could take time to reflect on that, I can tell you that when I left that retreat, all of those challenges that I initially came here with, all of them I had found the solution for without dedicating any intentional thought towards it. Because by focusing on these, these deeper level questions that either solved the, the smaller challenges that were on the surface that I came with, where many of them just became irrelevant because I worked on really figuring out the deeper direction, the, the main direction I wanted for my life. And many of them weren't relevant to that. And I could just put them away. And that was so much better. And it's like, I think that without us taking this time for silent time, we miss out on all of this clarity on the ultimate purpose of our life. And kind of a, a really good analogy of this 
is my wife and I just moved a couple weeks ago and, and our kids, we all moved a couple weeks ago. So right now we're in this decorating phase at the new house and I've been hanging lots of pictures <laughs> on the walls. And as you probably know, if you're hanging a picture, right, like the other day I was hanging this big picture on a wall, it's hard to figure out if it's hung in the right spot when you're standing super close towards it, right? It's like I was holding this, it's like a four foot wide canvas piece of art we have and I'm trying to hang it up and it's like, it's hard to tell, is, is it crooked? Is it proportioned right on the wall? Does it need to go higher, lower? Is it even, is it level? And lots of times I'll just have my wife hold it so I can take a step back and look at it before I actually hang it. And I think that in a lot of ways, that's what silence gives us the opportunity to do. It's like when all we're doing is just taking action, which obviously taking action is really important, but if all we're doing is just we're in the weeds of everything, it's like we're standing right there in front of the picture frame, right? It's really hard to tell like, is it in the right spot? Is it crooked? Is it not? And we can keep going back and forth and back and forth. We could hang it. We have to rehang it. When what's the most efficient thing to do is to just take a step back and look at it. And that gives us clarity on how to appropriately finish the project. And I think that people can fall in just such this trap with their life where it's like maybe they're, they spend their whole life worrying about money and having all these thoughts of how these stresses of money and what if this happens or what if this happens. And because they're just so stuck up close in the weeds of life, they're never able to take a step back and really do the deep work and understand what's my calling in life, right? What's my purpose? And there's a good chance if they went out and followed that calling, they would make a whole bunch of money doing it, right? But they never actually took the time for silence to take a step back and figure that out. Rather, they just stayed right up there close where they were super stressed about money and what's going on and they're in the weeds of their day-to-day -day life. So going back to you know whether you have time or not to fit this in is, let me ask you, how often do you feel burnt out or stressed or anxious or overwhelmed? And following up with that is how often do you use other things to numb out that feeling of stress, to numb out the feeling of being exhausted, tired, or the feeling of being overwhelmed? Maybe you numb it out with social media or you numb it out by watching Netflix or by drinking a bunch of alcohol or playing video games late into the night, right? It's like if we can take time for silence that is going to rejuvenate us and fill us up so much quicker than those numbing activities, right? The numbing activities would is not what's gonna pull back the pinball handle and give you the momentum to go forward and take action. Rather, when you numb, when you're just scrolling on social media, you're really just, you're, you're just staring at the pinball machine, right? You're just getting caught up in the flashing lights and the colors, but, but you're not actually playing the game and you're not pulling back the lever to give yourself the momentum to go out and play the game. You're just, you're just numbing it. And I think if you look at how much time you spend there, it's like maybe you watch a 50-minute episode on Netflix and it's like, look, if you spent 15 minutes in silence, 15 minutes in prayer or 15 doing a 15-minute walk every day, it would give you so much more energy and rejuvenation than watching that 15-minute episode. And it would actually give you more energy to propel you to go out and take action. It was interesting. I had on the podcast maybe two episodes ago. His name is Ryan Mayer. He's a mindset and performance coach, and and he really specializes in working with people with ADHD. And he had a lot of great strategies on how to improve your mindset. But at the end of the episode, I asked him if he could give us just one final piece of advice 
And it, it really caught me off guard. What he said is, he said, piece of advice you'd give people is to go on a 15 minute walk every day and that it would be a game changer. And it's just so interesting. It's like taking this time for silence just to disconnect is what brings us so much. He knows from his clients of working with these people who have a lot of ADHD or they have anxiety and stress. And it's like, if they can just take 15 minutes and go on a walk, it brings so much more clarity and organization into their life. There was this philosopher who lived a long time ago, Pascal. And one of the quotes of his that I liked is that all humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. It's like, if we can just take this time and sit with ourselves and understand what's going on internally and work through it, it's going to make everything else easier. And uh, I wouldn't recommend that you go straight to the six-day silent retreat, (laughs) right? But it could be 10 minutes. It could be 15 minutes. It could be a, a short walk throughout the day, but something where it is silent time and you will find that it is so much more relaxing and rejuvenating than any of the other things that you're using to potentially just numb out these other these challenges that we have in our life rather than sitting there with yourself and addressing them. So when I take time for my mindset day, I always start it with a time of silence, whether it's going to be an hour or several hours, but it is so important to have that time just to process through thoughts, to clear your mind of things, to get clarity on your direction before you keep moving forward. One other interesting person I had on this podcast who this kind of falls in line is Andrew Barrett. He's a meditation coach. And he talked about, and I'll be honest, I haven't actually looked into the research to see if this is 100% accurate or not, but I trust him. He said that meditation, specifically taking meditating two times a day for 20 minutes, uh, that meditating is the fastest and most consistent way of reducing stress that we have discovered yet. It is the fastest and most consistent way of reducing stress that we have discovered is meditating. And if you want listen to that episode, for his type of meditation is simply just sitting in silence or sitting and saying the same word, a mantra again and again in your head. And it's like how just incredibly powerful that is. So silence, I really want to sell you on taking time to incorporate it into your life. But but let's keep moving on because the rest of the mindset day, the other thing that I think is so important is to just take time to simply enjoy life. It's like we are all working in our life because we are probably wanting to have more of the things we enjoy, right? Everyone in life wants to be happy. However, there's a lot of unhappy people in our world. (laughs) And I think one of the reasons is because we make our happiness often contingent on other things. And we've probably talked about this in other episodes because it's a trap we can can fall into when we're setting our goals is we'll think, you know, once I accomplish this goal, once I get my business to this certain level, then I will be happy, right? And all of a sudden our happiness is contingent. But there's a problem that arises when that happens is you start working towards the goal. And probably when you get close to the goal or once you reach the goal, you set another goal, right? And which is good, but now you're unhappy again. And it just continues where you're not actually becoming happier, right? Because our goals, they're similar to the horizon, right? I can't walk to the horizon. I will never reach the horizon. I can keep walking in that direction. And our goals are similar. When we start walking towards our goals and moving towards them, we set new goals that are further out and it just continues to move like the horizon. And that's really good. 
But if we are setting our or creating, making our happiness contingent on us reaching our goals, then we're going to, we're not going to enjoy any of our life. So we need to just, how can we be happy right now? How can we enjoy life now? And what's interesting is lots of times we need to force ourselves to go out and enjoy life. Because otherwise, it's something that we just keep pushing off till later. Well, once I do this, then I'll go on this fun trip. Or once I do this, then I'll just take some time to relax and enjoy life. And it's like, we need to establish the habit of how do I enjoy life now? So that way we can have a life that we actually enjoy. Because we're all probably going to spend a lot of our life working. It's just, do we want to enjoy the process or not? So when I'm working with somebody to create their mindset day, it's like, what would just be fun to do? Ideally, you want to leave your phone behind. You want these to be actually fun things, right? Maybe going out and golfing, going and visiting family. If you're artistic, maybe you can go paint or you can go on a bike ride, go on a run, go hot tubing. I don't know. Just do something that you would really enjoy. And again, I wouldn't go on your phone and I wouldn't make it video games or TV. We want to avoid screens, right? I want it to be genuine fun. I don't want it to be like you're going to play a video game where you pretend to be having fun playing golf. Just go out there and actually golf, right? Or don't go watch a movie about other people having fun. Go out there and have fun. And these don't, it doesn't need to be work related at all. I don't want the time of a mindset day to be like, well, I need to figure out all of my my work challenges. It's just an empty day to just go off and, and enjoy life. And it's interesting how a lot of times people need permission to go out and simply enjoy life. And they almost need my permission as a coach to tell them, this is a high payoff thing. You need to go out and enjoy life. And it's going to give you so much more energy to go out and actually hit the goals that you want. If you can have some time to relax, to rejuvenate and enjoy your life in the process. So don't just play video games. Don't just go get drunk. We want to do things that are genuine. And you're going to realize when you take this free time to just simply go enjoy life, the ultimate goal of this is, well, it's going to give you more energy, but it's going to help you be more present. And when we can be more present within our life, we everything else gets easier, right? Typically within my work or people's worries, most of the time people are worried about things that aren't actually present. They're worried about things that could potentially happen in the future. And if you've listened to my podcast in the past about worries, it's like statistically only a very, very small percentage of worries actually end up happening. So it's like they're worrying about things that aren't real. They're worrying about hypothetical things that could happen. When we develop this habit of being more present, we can live more in reality where there's actually less worries and we can enjoy life more. And being present not only is going to help you within your career, but it's going to help you within your other relationships. My wife and kids want me to be fully present when I'm with them. If I go to dinner at the end of the workday and I'm thinking about work or I'm just exhausted from work, then I'm not being present, right? And when I'm more present, I can see their needs and address them as it's coming up. So I'm going to encourage you, I really want you to take time for a mindset day. If it's something that you can schedule an entire day in your schedule, that will be really powerful. And I promise you're going to see the fruits from it. I aim for one mindset day per month. Now, if that's too much to put on your plate, maybe it's just an afternoon or maybe it's just an evening or a few hours where you block off time for silence and to just go out and do something that's fun. And I want to give you one more tip because I think one of the traps that people can fall into once they maybe start doing this is they think that they need to 
always enjoy the process and always just be happy throughout life? And I would say, yes, that is the goal is we want to enjoy all of life and we want to always be happy. But I think if we try and go from where we are now, all the way to the other end of the spectrum of always being happy, we set ourselves up for failure because there's going to have things that come up that we don't enjoy. And then we start to spiral and think like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. And then we feel guilty, right? And we, and we spiral out of control. So what I really want the focus to be is rather than going straight to always enjoying life, I want you to set the goal of how can I enjoy life just a little bit more? How can I bring more enjoyment into my life? How can I have just a little bit more silence and a little bit more peace in my life, right? Maybe last year you only enjoyed 40% of it, right? It's like, great. How can this year you enjoy 50% of it? And next year we can enjoy a little bit more. And we're gonna need to just start creating this habit of enjoying our life. And as we start to make ourselves just a little bit better and a little bit better each day, we'll make this habit stronger where we can enjoy life more and more throughout our life. So if there's something I can do to help, reach out. I promise this will help you have more energy. It will improve your productivity. It'll give you more clarity. It'll give you more peace and it'll bring you a life that you really like. If I can help in any way, reach out. Right now, all of my coaching spots are full. I'm only able to take on two new clients per month at this point. So if you would like, if you're interested in coaching, you can apply at goalcrazy.com slash apply and you can join our wait list because I will have two more spots opening up in March. But guys, keep up the great work. Let's go crazy.